1: Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis.
0: Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10,
1: the 5, touchdown. Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know and that? the q Oh, my gosh. Listen,
2: thank you.
3: From the jet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet 1. And it is time to break down the all 22 film of one of the Jets' newest editions, Pro Bowl guard Lakin Tomlinson, who is signed from the San Francisco 49ers. So to do that, we bring in our friend who does all the film for us on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother?
2: I am pretty good. Uh, happy to talk about Lakin Tomlinson. Big edition. Uh, Said John Benton was one of the biggest reasons he signed here, and now John Benton's in the news too and might not be with us for a little while. So going back to Tomlinson, I think it's going to be an exciting signing. He gives the Jets a great chance to have a dominant line or close to it anyway, so pretty pumped about it.
3: The first thing that you notice about Lakin Tomlinson when you look at his history is that he comes from the San Francisco 49ers, so he's very familiar with the scheme, he's comfortable in it, and he played at a Pro Bowl level in it in 2021. He had gotten better and better each year with the San Francisco 49ers after being acquired from the Detroit Lions. Talk to me about how well he fits in this scheme, because obviously that's something that Douglas, Salah, LaFleur, and as you mentioned, Benton had their eye on, and they envisioned him as being a true difference maker on this offensive line I've said it reminds me a little bit of when the Jets went out and got Damian Woody because if you recall Woody was a player that was in that Patriot system he was somebody that was very familiar with Eric Mangini he was brought in to be a leader and somebody to help lift the play of the younger offensive linemen on the line so I think Tomlinson could serve that function. And a big part of that reason is because he's so comfortable in that scheme.
2: I think it's a theme of the offseason so far, right? I mean, we talked about DJ Reed yesterday, a pro bowl caliber player coming from a familiar scheme in Seattle. Now you look at Lake and Tomlinson, who we're talking about today, came from Seattle, played with John Benton or played for John Benton on the offensive line, the Shanahan scheme is almost identical in a lot of facets to Mike LaFleur and what he's wanting to run here. So it makes complete sense. And going back to the Woody parallel, it's kind of similar because you feel like he's the last piece added to the line that can help tip you over the edge. The Jets have gone from a very poor offensive line with Sam Darnold. They brought in Beckton and Fanton, you one of the Douglas regime, Connor McGovern too. Pretty underrated offensive line turnaround pretty quickly from JD, by the way. Um, Then they bring in Elijah Veritaker. And this is kind of the cherry on top to really take that unit to the next level. So big fan of that. As far as the passing game, the running game, we'll get into all of it, but he's a perfect scheme fit. He's done it at a high level. And people kept saying, well, maybe playing next to Trent Williams, who was arguably the best player in football last year, if you take out positional value had a huge impact on him. It helps. I'm not going to sit here and say playing next to Trent Williams compared to Tumor isn't going to lift your play as a guard. But I think alone with his solo blocks, his combo blocks with the center, his movement in space, he was a pro Bowl caliber player by himself and on his own. And I thought he took tremendous strides and yes, he's going to change from the left side to the right side, but he also played there in college. He was drafted in the first round by Detroit to play right guard So he has experience there. The offensive line coach, John Benton, knows him. He's obviously comfortable. He can switch. He said in his presser, look, I'm yet to have that discussion with John. I'll sit down with him in a few days. Probably didn't anticipate that John Benton would have an orange jumpsuit on. But I think it's important the Jets know him. They have familiarity. He's going to play right guard, and they have the utmost confidence that he can slide in there. So perfect scheme fit, and I'm really excited about it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly.
1: Play like a jet. Play
3: like a jet. Luke, let's dig in on the right guard, left guard thing a little bit more. How concerned are you that Tomlinson hasn't played the right guard spot in such a long time? As you said, he played right guard in college at Duke, but it's been quite a while since he's been at that position. How much of a transition do you think that's going to be, and how concerned are you about that transition?
2: Answer so the first part of your question. I think it's going to be a sizable transition because. Everything's backwards. It's like playing left corner to right corner. If you're only used to playing one, everything you do and every skill and every pass rep and every concept is flipped completely backwards. So it takes time and it's going to be a sizable transition. But am I concerned? No, not really, because he has a bit of history there. And also because the Jets coaching staff know him so well, have that history with him. Going back to Michael LeFleur as well, I haven't even mentioned their relationship yet. I don't have the level of concern that someone like a Duke Mannyweather, who's one of the best offensive line coaches he works with Becton, he said he'd be surprised if he was on the Jets' radar and free agency because of that. I understand it. I understand from the outside looking in because it's a complete flip and it's a big transition, as I mentioned. But the scheme familiarity, the familiarity with the specific player and the relationships give me confidence that he can make that pretty easily. Uh, and look – He's going to have good tackle play outside him again. I think George Fant will help him. He's a serviceable tackle, if not a bit better than that. So I think it's going to be pretty easy. It's going to help Connor McGovern's play. I don't think it's going to be a terribly you know, difficult one for him. He's a seasoned vet. He's a pro bowler. I think he'll handle it just fine.
3: Luke, I don't want to harp on scheme too much, but it is important to really dig underneath the hood on that because people need to understand that when you're talking about offensive linemen specifically, getting guys that are beautiful fits for what you're looking to do is so important. It really helps that offensive line gel and get them to do exactly what you want. What is it that you think makes Tomlinson such a good fit for the scheme?
2: In the running game let's start there i guess a lot of the concepts he ran obviously he's going to be running here you look at the wide zone outside zones if he's on the front side and he's combo blocking the three tech with the center and then climbing to the second level there are a couple of reps that i pulled on tape where it was legitimately beautiful one was against the cincinnati bengals one was against the rams where he just effortlessly climbs he flips his hips he seals and you just look at it and go that's exactly what michael LaFleur wants or well, you said that's exactly when what Elijah Varro was doing when he was playing in a great level last year. So you see that, and it's just an amazing fit. Fluidity and space for a 300 pound athlete. I talked about the hips. He's got incredible hips, the way he snaps at the power he generates, how he can seal block with them. I thought that was a natural fit. I was talking to Joe Blewett. He gave gave me some tips and things looking up with film with the wide zone. We talked about the wine back, which is the wide zone wine back, and that's where they kind of feign like they're running the wide zone and then run this kind of counter back through the the A-gap and things like that, the Rams do, the 49ers do. You saw his ability to climb, to be physical, to throw people around. He's nimble. So because you've seen it on tape, there's less projection and it's a much surer thing when you get these players in free agency. And in free agency, there's a reason these players are free. So when you can minimize the risk and the things you have to weigh up, I think it helps with – you know, making sure you're getting value for money in a very risky market. So that's why I think he's such a good fit in the in the running game. And realistically, all passing concepts are fairly similar. There's some difference in pass sets and things, but I think in the run game, that's the biggest thing that stood out. And they were really impressive to me.
3: Let's talk more about the run game. Break down his run blocking for us, Luke.
2: He's so versatile. I mean, obviously the 49ers run a lot of the wide zone, mid zone concepts that I mentioned off the bat but there are some kind of man scheme uh, gap schemes like the Patriots run where I watched Lake and Tomlinson get his hands inside a one tech and not just move him out of the way to open up a lane. It was against the Rams, This specific play from earlier in the season, the first time they played them. And he didn't just take his man one gap over. He ended up outside the opposite tackle, the right tackle. He moved his man so far. The cutback lane was about 10 yards Incredible play strength, the ability to play to the whistle to get the displacement and cause displacement, at the line of scrimmage. He has that aspect down to, like to a, almost perfection. and that's not necessarily you something you see from these Shanahan ta- um, tackles, sorry these Shanahan guards. But then it comes back again to the movement skills for a guard. So smooth, uh, ability to ha- his hand placement when he's helping on combo blocks. So if the center's trying to reach block and get across to a one tech or a three tech, putting your arms just your hands just underneath his armpit, making sure your leverage is correct, being able to move him quickly and efficiently so you can then climb to the second level and get to your seal block or whatever your assignment is, wading through traffic and finding your linebacker. He is so natural and so gifted at that. He's explosive. I talked about the hips already. It's all of those things collectively that allow him to be a pretty dominant run blocker and the jets are going to need that on the backside because George fan, isn't the best run blocker. So having him next to him, is going to give him a leg up and give him an advantage, help him on some of the combo blocks. And I think that's going to have a flow on effect for the rest of the line. So really impressed by his run blocking, very, very versatile though. And I thought Lafleur mixed in a few more trap concepts and things like that than maybe I expected, So I think it's going to be a pretty good fit and you can really tap into that versatility.
3: There's no question that Lakin Tomlinson is a good run blocker and he's going to help the offensive line in that regard in a big way, but he's also a good pass blocker. And that's one thing that really impressed me about Lakin Tomlinson. We've talked often, Luke, about how certain linemen tend to be really good at one thing And at best, okay, at something else. You just mentioned George Fant, not the best run blocker, but a plus pass blocker. But in Tomlinson's case, it's sort of like we said with Elijah Vera Tucker. He can do both at a pretty high level. Talk a little bit about his pass blocking.
2: It's funny. This is a Lakin Tomlinson film review, and I'm going to mention DJ Reed again. (laughs) Another similarity with him. You have a guy who's really good in man and really good in zone. He doesn't really have a weakness. And that's how I see Lakin Tomlinson with his run blocking and with his pass blocking. So let me walk you through my process of how I watch a guy when the Jets sign him or a draft pick I'm looking at. I want to see them against the best competition. So the games I picked out to watch Lake and Tomlinson in, or against, sorry, were the Cincinnati Bengals, really disruptive, underrated interior. And he played Aaron Donald and the Rams three times in 2021. That's like 17% of his games were against number 99. So I put on those four games first, and that's where I started with his pass blocking, obviously, his entire game. He was so impressive, man. I mean, every time there was a sack on Joe Barrow, which – sorry, on Joe Barrow. Every time there was a sack on Jimmy Garoppolo, I looked and went, wasn't his fault again. That was going on the opposite side of the line. The center made the wrong decision. That was the right guard whiffing. It never seemed to be Lakin Tomlinson's fault. But what I loved about him, look, there's a ton of easy pass reps. There was a ton where he just made it look so smooth and so simple. And you love that from a guard. If you can eliminate mistakes, you're going to get fairly high guard play. But when he lost a rep off the snap, what you saw from Greg Van Roden and even Elijah Tucker last year in pass pro was panic and the inability to turn a poor start to a rep into a stalemate. They just didn't have that ability. When I broke down the video and make sure you go and check it out over on the YouTube, there's videos of all the free agents. I caught it Lakin Tomlinson's emergency anchor a couple of times against the Bengals. He's side on, he's not in a great position, but he's able, even though he's getting pushed back in the quarterback to drop the hips, to stick the butt out, to arch the back. And you go, man, it was pretty close to a pressure, but heck, Jimmy G got that throwaway and that's a 10 yard gain. Move on to the next snap fight to live another day. When you lose, when you lose, don't lose the war. It's okay to lose a battle within a rep, but make sure you don't cause the drive to come to an end. And he was fantastic at that. And then the other thing that really stood out, and this is something I was looking pretty carefully for because the Jets struggled immensely in this area, was on stunts. Such a smooth, intelligent player with his eyes. Too many times in 2021, you saw GBR, Connor McGovern, Elijah Veratucker, George Fan, struggling, picking up stunts, twists, games, all these kind of things. He's so natural at it. Examples against the Bengals, uh, another one from earlier in the year against the Seahawks. They just stood out to me because it just looked like he didn't even need to try. The instincts were just naturally there. Very good with blitz pickups, recognition, going from the free tech to a blitzing linebacker. I just like the vision. I like the intelligence. And those are the things that stood out to me in Passboro.
3: Luke, you mentioned how Lakin Tomlinson's ability to run block is going to help lift George Fant because Fant is a subpar run blocker, and I think it's very important that the pieces on an offensive line fit together. The idea of a functional unit acting as one, it's what makes an offensive line either really effective or not effective. Talk to me a little bit about how you think Tomlinson fits with the other players on this line and how he has the potential to raise their
2: game and the different ways in which he can do that. You make an incredible point, Scott, because I'm no Connor McGovern stand. I think you, Chris, who's the man behind the curtain at jet you're pretty aware of that. The reason I didn't want to move on from McGovern for a lateral move to, a, I think, Bozeman, the kid that was playing a center for the Ravens signed with Carolina, is because that continuity isn't worth a minimal or no upgrade at all. It doesn't make sense. It's so important to offensive line play. And you see these guys getting better the second and third year. He's a good communicator. You can say that off the bat, whether it's talking to the media, talking to his teammates as a leader in the locker room and clips I saw with San Francisco, communication is such an integral part of being able to pick up blitzes and stunts and all those things that go into offensive line play. He's a natural at that. He's a 30 year old vet. He's a pro bowl caliber player who's just played with Trent Williams for the last three years in San Francisco. That helps as a pro that helps with communication skills. That's going to help him gel with George fan or God forbid, if Jets Twitter has their way, Mackay Becton on his outside shoulder. So I think that's going to be a a huge benefit for the Jets offensive line, because one thing we didn't mention, I know this is moving a little bit away from the continuity and fitting into the offensive line, but he's one of the nastiest finishers that I've seen for a while. There is a clip against the Cleveland Brown on one of those uh, one of those kind of cutback lane runs that we were talking about earlier with the windback. And he literally picks up a safety and throws him like a bag of trash because the safety tries to push him in the face. And he just goes, nah, come on, man. And he throws him to the ground, a little bit like Mackay Becton. I want everyone to think back to week six, week seven, maybe against the New England Patriots. Zach Wilson got beat up bad. And one of those hits was super dirty where they grabbed his knee and they twisted. And I looked for Conor McGovern. I looked for George fan, all those guys who was running over to the sideline to push someone to get Zach Wilson up, to not allow that, because that's part of continuity. That's part of the unit, the team, the leadership of the offensive line. Not one of them did it. And you saw it a couple of weeks later for Mike White and that pissed me off, but no one stood up for Zach Wilson that day in new England. That's not happening With number 75, he's going to need a new number. But that's not happening with Lakin Tomlinson on the field. And I think that's super important because the Jets need that.
3: How important do you think that leadership aspect is with him? Because obviously, not only is he a seasoned veteran, but he comes from a culture of winning in San Francisco. Clearly, that's something that Robert Sala values. And it's a big part of the reason why he went out and got Lakin Tomlinson. Talk to me a little bit about how much value that should have on the offensive line.
2: It's going to be immense because I think beckton has got some leadership qualities. You, you might not see it all the time when he's talking to people on Twitter, but I think he's that character outside of that. AVT is a pretty quiet guy. Connor McGovern just doesn't scream leader to me. George fan, maybe in the locker room, but he's not that rah-rah dude on the field. I think it's huge. And Tomlinson's going to slide right into that role. And he's going to be the leader on and off the field. And he's going to say, follow me and look what we're going to do. And he's going to hurt some people. And that's going to be big for the Jets. So I think it's going to be a natural role for him, but I think it's a much needed one here in New York. So in saying that, I think the winning, uh, the intangibles and coming from that winning locker room and culture, that was pretty clearly the theme of this offseason. We've gone through the 2020 draft of Joe Douglas where the theme was draft captains only. Uh, we've had some other ones in 2021. He looked at drafting players out of position and drafting safeties and hybrid linebackers. This offseason it was about getting guys with Super Bowl experience. We talked about DJ Reed yesterday, played in a Super Bowl or was in a Super Bowl squad in San Francisco. CJ, tight end from the Bengals, huge part of that culture, leader, locker room guy, Super Bowl. Laken Tomlinson, exact same thing in San Francisco. So it's clearly a theme. It's some, clearly something he covered this off season, and I think it is going to have a pretty good impact on the field and in the locker room too.
3: Luke, anything that you think that we missed talking about Lakin Tomlinson, any strengths, weaknesses, or anything else relevant that you think we need to
2: discuss? I'm not sure if there's anything else specifically that we missed necessarily. I would just say that he also had some awesome reps against Aaron Donald because it might not be a skill set as such, but if you can perform against number 99 for the number of reps that he did, I think you've got a pretty good chance of beating the majority of interior tackles in the NFL. I just thought, look, there were some reps. There's one in the end of the video where Aaron Donald looks like he's doing one of those knife fighting videos and his hands are flying and he just goes straight past Hollinson, barely touching him. It was incredible. But outside of that, in three games, so you're talking, I don't know, 150 reps against Aaron Donald and in that interior defense against Von Miller. There was only one rep that I highlighted and thought, you got kind of embarrassed there, man. That's really good against number 99 because as people know, He's not just one of the best players in football. He may be the best defensive player in the history of the NFL. He's up there with LT and a couple of those other guys, Reggie White. He's that caliber of player right now. I thought he fared so well. A couple of times where he reached blocked, got some helps on a combo and actually threw Aaron Donald to the ground. He had another rep where he was playing Von Miller and he came inside on a little stunt, I think it was, and he picked him up. And Von Miller went for a swim move. He got underneath the armpit and he literally picked him up, threw him on the ground and took out Aaron Donald too. Not too many people can say they've done that. So it's not a skill set. It's not something we necessarily missed. But I think looking at how well he fared against that Rams defense, that interior, uh, what they've done there with Staley in the past and where they've transitioned to, I thought that was a huge tick. and, And that was something I was definitely excited to see.
3: Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the film of the Jets' newest offensive lineman, Lakin Tomlinson, with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out all the videos on our YouTube channel and visit our store over at teepublic.com, that's teepublic.com, let them know what they're going to find over at Teepublic and on our YouTube channel.
2: You're going to find a whole lot of cool artwork at Teepublic that you can do anything with. You hear Tee Public, you think, okay, we're getting T-shirts hundred percent. You can get sick t-shirts, but you can get sweats and crew necks. You can put stickers on your laptop. That's what I do with the play like a jet. Zach says, go long sticker and design and made it into a medium sticker. Put it on my laptop. It sits over the Apple sticker. It looks awesome. I've got a t-shirt. You can put on hats. You can do anything you want. You can make a phone case, versatility, flexibility, awesome gear, not just the same jet shop stuff. Uh, It's a really good quality, highly suggest it. My partner, Alex, has done a lot of the designs. Zach the Ripper. Uh, Zach says, go long, I mentioned, with the touchdown against Tennessee. Quinn and Williams, bless you. Thank you, shirt. Play like a Jet logo. Go and check it out. It's on our Twitters. Make sure you look at that. And then the YouTube. We've got reviews on everyone. We mentioned Lake and Tomlinson today. There's DJ Reed up there. There's one coming on Whitehead. We've got the tight ends talking about Uzama and also Conklin, who impressed me more than I thought, to be honest, was pretty happy with that. A piece on the wide receivers and the way that Joe Douglas has attacked this offseason and maybe some things I disagree with going to be a whole lot more tons of draft content coming up make sure you subscribe we're on the march and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun make
3: sure that you check out our youtube channel and subscribe if you haven't already visit our store over at tpublic.com that's t-e-e-public.com and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play
1: lucky
3: land casino asking people what's the weirdest
1: place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's
1: office
0: 18 plus.